Today I want to talk I want to talk about Love on the Spectrum. Have you guys seen this? I don't know how you couldn't have. I don't know how I missed it. It's possibly the best show that I've ever seen. Um, and yes, that includes The Wire, um, The Sopranos, The, the Office. <laughs> I don't know. The, the Office, it's a different category, obviously, but it's a good fucking show, you know? I think so. you got to list it at top sitcoms. I mean, come on. And not the shitty original English Ricky Gervais <laughs> horse shit. <laughs> Is that, that might be like sacrilegious <clears throat> to say. But uh, it's like, no, I get, and look, I love British like sort of dry humor. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, that's fine. That show, that's a two season show in England. Uh, I don't know how many seasons there actually were. But to me, that's like, I can stick with that shit for two seasons. Uh, whereas like an actual good show like Faulty Towers or something like that you know you would watch 100 seasons or The Office The American Office <laughs> you would watch 100 seasons of it as we all have essentially but anyway another show on that level I Am A Show I Am A Ho <laughs> is Love on the Spectrum um Now, I don't know what to think about this show. Uh, I think it's, like, slightly offensive. <laughs> Not that I really care at all, but it just seems like... Well, I guess at first, you know, especially this guy, Michael. Michael. I would say Michael is the main character of Love on the Spectrum. He is a Australian autistic person. Um, and I'd say, to be honest, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but um, it's hard for me to tell sometimes whether he really is autistic or just Australian. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like some, or like when he's sitting at dinner with his family, you know, and it's like they all sound exactly the same. <laughs> um. No, but you can definitely tell a little bit. He's a little, uh, he doesn't really get social cues. Um, he kind of just speaks his mind openly. So he's like the funniest one. He's the best one. But also he has the hardest time finding love, apparently. Um, and I've only watched the first episode, but it was very good. Um, I have to say, I was... I was also I wasn't um offended by the fact that they're I wasn't just offended by the fact that they're like forcing Australianism on us but <laughs> that was a major factor but uh no but also <laughs> there was an absolutely epic scene which in my opinion is like they knew the people who made this show know exactly what they're doing right like they knew they're like if we just get a bunch of autistic people in a room together like talking about sex and stuff, it's going to be hilarious and millions of people will watch it. So they know. And they set up this date between um, like an autistic girl, um, like British girl um, with a lisp and she's bisexual and a guy who learned how to talk when he was like 14 or something, or maybe it was Reed. I can't remember. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I get it. They're just trying to get them together and stuff. 
but it just ends up hilarious because the guy, <laughs> the first conversation they have on the date, um, the guy's like, uh, so like, um, just so you know, like I used to think I was gay. Um, but then I just, um, the way that I found out is that I just watched a bunch of gay porn and, uh, yeah, it didn't really do it for me. So I don't think I'm gay, which, uh, I think is probably the most effective way to figure that out for sure. Um, maybe that's sort of like, I mean, I don't think most people need to watch a lot of gay porn to figure to know. Probably just, uh, one accidental click is enough for the most, um, in the not gay category. Um, but hey, great. So he, he releases that like, um, hilarious little tidbit of information. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then the girl responds, she goes, uh, well, uh, you know, um, I'm actually bisexual and, um, and, uh, I used to like girls more. Um, and now I'm not really sure about girls or guys. And now, and now I think the other guy kind of took this as like an, either an insult or <laughs> maybe this was just a coincidence or where his mind went. I don't know. But then he goes on, he goes, oh, oh, well you like girls? Well, yeah, I guess what, guess what I like, um, Asian girls. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm not usually like into white chicks, which this girl, this British girl is obviously. He's like, I, I like Asian girls and sometimes um, Mexicans. <laughs> so she's feeling like absolutely roasted because she just looks down at her skin and it's like he just described two races that weren't her. <laughs> and didn't even like what like her description wasn't even in like third. He just stopped it there. I mean, the food came and the food came. And I could tell he wanted to say more. Like, I would think he was going to list more races other than white. But thank God the waiter came over with their curly fries. No, I'm kidding. They were eating a real, they were eating a real meal. Um, the other thing that you realize about this show is like all of the stereotypes about autistic people are like 100% accurate. Um... I mean, not that there are that many stereotypes. Actually, the only one that I could really think of and, like, point out was the train thing. I don't know if you guys have heard this. This might be, like, a niche stereotype. <laughs> so the, the uninitiated aren't really going to get this, maybe. But apparently, like, um, a thing with autistic people is they love trains. And I'd always heard that and kind of been like, all right, sure. But no, it's true. Every single one, like, has an, an interest in trains. There's one couple, and they're, like, the most stable couple. They're married. They're both autistic. They love each other. They're pretty high-functioning, in my opinion, but you can tell, especially with the, the woman. You can definitely tell. The guy's just, again, it's like, I can't tell if he's just British or autistic. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, so... Um, yeah, so then he's, he's a bus driver. Well, this, this made me so happy. And this is why I really like this show because it's just like perfect, you know, when things work out, when things line up perfectly. So he's like an autistic guy and he loves trains and he's a bus driver, right? And you think, you think that most bus drivers kind of hate their job, but he was describing it with such joy. 
you know? He just loves driving that bus around. He goes, I get to, oh, I get to drive the bus around and see all the different sites and stuff. I made him Irish because I don't, I can't, I have no control over my accents. <laughs> He's not Irish. Um, it's like, I just get to see the sites and every now and again I, I drive by a train that I like. And it's like, then they, they show a shot of him sitting still at a stop sign watching a train pass. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, how many passengers are there behind him, like, waiting to get to work? <laughs> well, he's sitting, he's been sitting at this stop sign for 45 minutes watching a train go by. <laughs> no, but he wouldn't do that. He was responsible. But he did propose to his wife on the bus. Like, he drove the bus to pick her up, I guess. Maybe she has work or something. And then he proposed. And, and then they were taking pictures. And it's like... Didn't weren't there some people on that bus that needed to get to work? I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? It's England. Nobody works in England. Um, <laughs> they were if they were late for tea time, that that would never would <clears throat> that never would have happened. Um, no one. There'd be no pictures and shit. They'd be, you know, rushing to for biscuits, biscuits and and uh, a cheeky Nando. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um Oh, but yeah, no, the 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 happy couple, the the beautiful happy autistic couple, they have a dream house that they're going to buy. And um the main feature of the house is that it has a balcony that overlooks a train station. So <laughs> That's what I mean about the the stereotypes. Um and it's beautiful. Again, it's like I'm for this guy i'm with this guy i want him to have this balcony more than anything in the world and it doesn't seem like that high high like lofty of a goal does it to be able to see a train station from your house i think he can get there and especially if netflix is dishing over a little bit of dough i mean they got to get paid for this a little bit right have a fucking annoying documentary crew follow you around. I mean, imagine you're already, like, afraid of, like, no loud noises and, and machinery. And I'm not making that up. That's actually, like, they said that, you know. Uh, and then you've got this fucking <laughs> camera crew following you around every time you take a shit. I don't know. They seem pretty okay with it. But anyway, Michael. He's my favorite. Michael. His, uh, he was having a conversation with his dad. And his dad cracks me up. His dad is just an Australian guy. Um, he's like, oh, I'm, oh, I might. You got a date tonight? And Michael's like, yes, dad, I have a date. I will be meeting Sydney at the... And he's like, oh, good. Good good on you. Good on you, Mike. Good luck. And Michael goes, I will have good luck, father, because I am an A+. plus." <laughs> what do you say? I'm an A-plus partner. And the dad's like, right on, Michael. Good stuff. Um, and then they somehow get into this, like, conversation about... I mean, yeah, again, it's like somehow. It's like, no, they, there's no segue in the actual conversation either. It's just like, this is just how Michael kind of works. He goes, he goes, you know what, father? I've always thought of um, specific words that family members are going to say to my wife, my future wife, when I meet her. This is his first date that he's ever going on as well, by the way. Um, not shitting on the guy. I'm just saying, like, giving some context. Um, 
like the things that they will say to my future wife um, after I have passed. <laughs> and you're like, after you've passed, and that and that was my reaction. But and also, I was glad to see exactly the dad's reaction. He goes, "What the hell?" He literally says that. He goes, "What the hell, Michael?" After you've passed? I think you're thinking a bit far ahead there, mate. And uh, Michael's got, Michael goes, you know me, Dad. Always got to think ahead. And the dad's like, no, no, no. You're thinking way too far ahead, mate. Like, And gets like serious about it. <laughs> and it's like, this is concerning me. And these are the words that, um, that Michael has imagined family members, including his own father probably, would come up to his wife after Michael has died at his funeral, presumably, I guess, they would say, um, that girl meant everything to him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I do feel bad for this guy. He's really basing like all of his life worth on getting a girlfriend. And that's just a tough situation to be in for someone that um is on the spectrum i guess that's kind of the point of the show i really hope this date so i only watched the first episode it left me on a little cliffhanger um michael essentially is going on his first date and he's sitting in the restaurant and waiting for her to show up and he goes i'm a bit nervous it's like yeah that jeez, intense stuff mike um i wish him the best though obviously the person he'll be dating is like another autistic person. So, I mean, it would be even meaner. The only thing that would be meaner is if like, um, is if like Michael, if they set him up with a non-autistic person and they like didn't know, cause I'm literally, I'm telling you, dude, it's so on the border. It's so close <laughs> that like just the Australian accent pretty much fully masks the autism. Up to a certain extent, obviously. So it'd be kind of mean if like someone didn't, if they set up someone, you know, I'm using air quotes here, normal. I don't, you know, who knows? But, uh, I mean, no, but it is. We, are, I mean, there is normal. I mean, not in a mean way, but there's abnormal and there's normal. So just for ease of communication, even though I've already spent 50 seconds talking about this. <laughs> Um, but if they set up a normal person with one of these autistic people, I could see that becoming like a mean sort of event. Um, so I'm glad they don't do that. They have the, you know, a weird thing is like they did a speed dating thing and then there were, there were eight autistic people sitting at one table speed dating each other. But then you look in the background and they're all like inter, they're talking amongst each other. So it was like. It looked like the kids' table at a wedding. Um, so I didn't understand that. I didn't get the speed dating like element. Is that really the most effective way? What are your interests, trains? Great. See ya. <laughs> uh, no, but Mike did meet a date. He did meet his first date, but we'll have to see how that goes. I mean, he's talking about... He's, I can tell, and I, he hasn't said this explicitly, but I know what he means when he says other things. This first date, shall we call her a victim? No. Uh, <laughs> this first date woman, um, he is, she is the woman that he, in picture, that he envisioned 
after his passing, as he puts it, <laughs> being spoken to by his father and his family, his grieving family. So, you know, I just hope he doesn't get a little ahead of himself, you know what I mean? Just, and sort of get nervous and, and blow it up. I'll keep you guys updated. Maybe I'll finish it this week and, and post the next part. <laughs> um, so it's me, I'm, it's two weeks later, I did finish, uh, whatever it's called, <laughs> the first season of Love on the Spectrum, and it's not two weeks later, it's two days later. <laughs> So it was a good show in the end. In in the middle of episode three, they were losing me. Big time. And then I realized that you all you have to do is um, skip the parts of the episode with, um, <laughs> with the old Australian lady that teaches them how to love. Because, I mean, there's just nothing. They do the same scene like 25 times, you know? I, and I didn't even skip the one where they're all in the seminar together um, with the American chick. But it's just that one lady. I think she does a good job. But she's like, I don't need to see the same thing over and over again. Like, and she, it's a little condescending, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, she's drawing these, like, stick figures and, like, showing them come together and stuff to, like, this, the, to, the, to the Chinese kid. Um... And then you see this kid's drawings, and he's like a savant. Like his anime, or whatever the fuck, hentai, <laughs> whatever he's drawing in his room, is like significantly better than what she can do to show him like what a woman is, like represent a woman. I mean, maybe it's just a visual, I, who knows. I'm sure she has something, but it, whatever. Um, not that she should be drawing like hentai to teach him how to talk to women. <laughs> But it's just like she's talking to him like he's six, and it's like maybe he maybe that's how she needs to. I don't fucking. That's not the point uh, that I, <laughs> that I'm trying to make here. I don't care about her. But that so I stopped. I didn't allow her to ruin the show for me, and I continued watching it, and it was worth it. I'd say there were some redeeming moments. I'm not gonna get all the way into it. You know, I was saddened to see that Michael didn't really stick around. Maybe I should follow up with his date. Because um, it left on that cliffhanger, right? Where he was like, he's like, oh, I'm nervous. And I also realize that my Australian accent is fucking terrible. Um, and if it's literally making you cringe, just don't listen to this episode, maybe. Like, if you if you really can't stand it. Because um, I can't even tell when it's going to come out. It's sort of like a, a twitch. A tick. <laughs> I've been um, wondering if I'm autistic, you know? <laughs> that's what this show does to you that's how immersive it is it turns you autistic um anyway no <laughs> it turns you into an australian autistic guy <laughs> the other thing that i uh realized is uh so like this is a total this is almost a non sequitur it'll sound like one at first but just stick with me my tiktok feed um, is just the most grotesque place you can imagine. Uh, not in the normal, like, cringy way of, like, children dancing sexually. I actually don't have any of that. I don't see any of that, which, like, thank God. Uh, and I also don't really use the app, so, like, it sort of doesn't know what category to put me in. But essentially, it's chosen um, severely handicapped. <laughs> because... 
<laughs> I don't know if they think that I am or because every single one of my TikTok videos is either like someone that's morbidly obese and like to the point where they can't move, right? It's like a clip from Thousand Pound Sisters or it's like a kid in um with just like no limbs like dunking a basketball. You know, so it's all cool. It's all like things that have millions of views. But it just has something to do with like um being handicapped. And then it occurred to me that like it looks like they pulled every character from Love on the Spectrum directly from my TikTok feed. <laughs> um, which I don't think is mean. I mean, I'm like, a lot of the people I follow are, you know, they do have mental handicaps as well. And I don't do it to laugh at them. Um, I just do laugh at them. Like, but I think, who's to say they don't want to laugh? Like, oof, is this getting into like, uh, like weird supremacy areas? I, that's really not what I'm intending. I, uh, how do I, how do I get this point across? Maybe I just don't. Um, everything I've said ever, by the way, is also a lie. <laughs> I've never told you anything on this podcast that was even remotely true, and I never will. Um, so don't listen for that. Um, and don't cancel me because you can't because it's not true. And if you play that last part where I um, subtly begin to imply that I... <laughs> laugh at autistic people for fun um then you'll also have to play this part where i say no i don't no i do not so boom take that obama <laughs> oh my god you guys all six of you are you really uh you really love me for this shit Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? What in the fuck was I talking about? Love on the spectrum? Should I should I just stop it? Should I just should I just stop it right here? Um, no, I'll I'll finish the point I was making. I think it was oh it was Michael's date, right? Um, so he's all excited. There's a cliffhanger. Um, he's excited for his first ever date. Wait a sec. Do I have class right now? What time did I get out of that last class? 9.30? Oh my god, I totally do. Lamau. Alright, I'm back. <laughs> um, maybe that was God telling me to stop. Like, I think that was... <laughs> he was like... <laughs> god was like, shut up and go to class, you fucking idiot. <laughs> don't you want a career? Um, which I I don't. Um, not Not particularly. Not a career that would care about this. Um, not a career where I can't say things that I want to say. Even in jest. That's not a career that I want. Anyway, so I was talking about Michael, and he's all... Uh, Mike, Michael. 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 I'm going to work harder on the Australian accent for this half of it. Um, because I think it's... Uh, I, forget it. Um... <laughs> 
So Michael's all stressed for his date. And uh, she comes, she arrives. She looks... And Michael... Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't cut anything out. I just couldn't think of like a, a, a word to describe her that wasn't sort of mean. And maybe what I just said is more mean. But... Um, Michael believes that she looks beautiful and he pulls the chair out for her and she sits down and it's like a very he's he's dressed very nicely and wearing like shitloads of cologne um which clearly he's not the type but there uh, they talk about on the show there are other like a form of autism the way it manifests is by like ex like uh you know a hypersensitivity to to smell um, so I don't know if cologne is like the worst idea in the world or the best one. Uh, really, really depends. Um, but maybe a risk, uh, at least. Um, so he's sitting at the table and she, she arrives and sits down. And she's not talking. She doesn't say a word. Uh, Michael's Michael. He's doing his best. He's taking the tips the Australian lady taught him. Asking her questions. She's just not having it and it turns out um yeah the restaurant was too fancy for her and the, the camera crew and the, the people and it was just too much and she couldn't do it and she left and so it was sad it was sad for michael i did feel sad for her but it, i mean more sad for michael really because it's like it's one thing well no i don't know uh that level of anxiety would be hellish. But it's like Michael gets that, you know, and then he also gets his heart broken. Because remember, he expected this girl to be at his funeral. <laughs> um, which is, this is the exact situation that his father might have been warning him about. Um, so that didn't work out for poor old Mike. And then they sort of leave him by the wayside for the rest of the show. I think maybe there's one more glib reference to him at the end they're like michael's still searching for love and that's when i realized that the uh, makers of the documentary are also australian and i'm like oh so everyone involved is autistic <laughs> the thing is i've never been to australia and i'd really like to go and um this might this might pre preclude me um because as you know whenever you go to a country they uh, listen to all your podcasts, no matter how few viewers there are. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I wanted to say. This is a long, longer one. Um, Love on the Spectrum, guys. Check it out. I still got to watch season two, but I won't be talking about it. it, it there's enough has been said. There won't be another, there's not going to be another autism episode. Do not worry. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. This is going to be every Sunday from now on. And I've actually got a backlog now and i got plans. So it's actually going to be every Sunday. There's a reminder in my phone. Do you believe that? A standing reminder. And, well, you know, once that's the case, it's official. That's like, GG for you gamers out there. All right. Um, thanks, guys. Peace. See you.